On this episode of Pennies Going In Raw, another midweek episode where we go over swings in the current market action. I give you a spelling test and we do some Q&A. Let's rock. Hey, yo, check one, two. This is Flavor Flav in the building for the Atlas crew. Atlas trading, what the fuck is up? They're traders, they're prodigies, and then there's legends. Rob, 4%, baby. No way. 4% fucking percent. by the fucking dip. Hey, who told me about IDEX? Like, dude, what the fuck? Like, someone just made, like, a lot more money than me on my trade. You find out, likes this game of pennies. Did you check the portfolio? Pennies. 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 The margin for error is so small. I bet Warren Buffett never did that. And they out there making money right now off of penny stocks. The two guys is putting their work to make y'all rich. The pennies we need are everywhere around us. Time to think big. Pennies going in raw. Featuring Dan, Deity at Dips, and Hugh Honey. Produced by Vinny Strokes, baby. Welcome back to the Penny Stock Podcast, sponsored by The Blazing Chronicle. Today is Wednesday, August 26th, and it's a turf, tough uh, week here for swings. Um, I know you've kind of started some beef with swings that start with the letter O, correct? Yeah, fuck them. Uh, and those two stocks being which in particular? OTLK on TX. He's in a bad mood right now because he's moving and he, he's realizing the cost of moving. Uh, I spent so much thank, fucking money, it's ridiculous. Do you want to kind of tell us about that, man? I know this is a stock podcast, but it can be a, a sex and lifestyle podcast where you just bitch a lot. Dude, I want to bitch so bad, but I'm not going to. I didn't get my name. No, no, today. go ahead. Go I'm ahead. not going to bitch. Oh, dude, it's just fucking expensive. I can't believe this shit. You know how much money I've shelled out? It's like it's like I spelled out like shelled out like ten k yesterday for for what? For a TV Some stand, IKEA furniture, a fucking table. Like, dude, 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 do you know how much a fucking mop costs? Nine dollars. I spent nine dollars on a fucking mop. I'm so and I missed my nap all week. Ah, I'm so fucking pissed. Oh man. Are we allowed it to is curse? really. Do we curse? Can we cuss on here? Um. Yeah. Yeah. He's moved out of his parents' house too, so he can cuss on the podcast now. It's going to be really <laughs> fun for him. He may. Uh. This may be a big adjustment for him, where he just uh, does it a lot. At, so give him some time. Uh, like in the movie I Am Legend, you know, it's he's not good at it yet, but we'll we'll get it right. Uh. <clears throat> so OTLK and ONTX. Um. I know ONTX. Uh, we discussed a little bit on the Daily Dip last night uh, with Vivi. It essentially failed its Phase 3 data. That's what we were kind of hoping for a run-up. And, yeah, I woke up to it being down 75%. What was that What was all that about, man? Yeah, so we talked about it, what, three podcasts ago about management. And that's one of those things where management released this two-plus weeks early, which is absurd. Um they played us. They just really. They they probably knew that it was going to be horrible. They said that they, we would have data in September, and they dropped it on us early, knowing that it was going to be trash. I really. I, I have no words. Fuck them. Is there any uh, dictator in history that you would compare this uh, company to, making a move like this? No. Oh, uh, oh, what was that? Kind of like a oh. Kim Jong Un because it's a penny stock. Like no one really cares about North Korea. <laughs> uh, but also, like, he's kind of an asshole. Yeah, yeah, this was a dick move. It, it was a dick move all the way around. Whatever. 
And what about uh, OTLK? It seemed to have a nice little recovery. I checked it around noon, and it was back at like 89 cents. So not as big of a drop, but uh, still not not great. No, that one hurt. So I wasn't, we talked about it, and I wasn't holding everything leading up to it because as we said, I guess it was two weeks ago, that if it was really good news, then it would go 300%. If it was, but so it was either going to be bank or bankrupt. So it was either going to be three hundred percent, or it was going to be like, like it was, it was going to be like a dollar. And I think that's where it's at right now. And so that's what we said going into it, and that's what we knew. So we did want to see a bigger run up, but that didn't happen. Um, the data actually, the data, it wasn't failure, but it said that it was comparable to the standard. And the standard's not like, it'd be like walking into a bar and you start talking to a girl and you're like, oh, she's cute, but she's average for here. So it's not like a win, it's not a loss. It's like like going going to a college bar, but seeing a girl that you would take home at your hometown, but you're in Athens, Georgia this weekend. You're not going home with hometown Hannah. You want to go with... uh, (laughs) Athens, Amy. Exactly, exactly. And so you end up going home with uh, whatever the girl was from hometown. Him. And yeah. Yeah, and it's not a loss, it's not a win. So you'll take it, but you're not happy about it. You're not and putting so, a notch in the belt for it. No, 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 no. You're not bragging about that one to, to uh, you know, Zach. Or to your uncle? <laughs> I thought you were. <laughs> is that who you brag about? Your. Uh, your conquests too? Yeah, Zach and PJ. I don't have any friends. Yeah, I just, I just, every time I almost get weighed, I DM Incredible Ball. I'm like, dude, it happened again, man. He's like, it'll happen one day, bud. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're, we are, we're close. So this is going to be a, a kind of a quick one because Hugh is moving and I am in the midst of uh, being brushed by a hurricane. It's actually raining pretty bad out here. But uh, yeah, we I'm do have a super s- pussy mood. Yeah, he's being such a bitch. Oh, yeah. you still got to do uh, your DVAX DD today. Oops, sorry if you want to. Um, I, I don't even have my notes. I can't even. I don't have Wi Fi inside this fucking place. You know how long it's taking me to get Wi Fi? It's like a freaking week. It, it, I ordered this shit like a week ago, and it's still not here. They were supposed to come today. They're supposed to give me a three hour window. I didn't even get a three hour window. I called them. They don't fucking pick up the phone. It's Verizon. Who the fuck do you think you are, Verizon? God, if I don't walk out tonight, I'm gonna fucking piss on the parade so hard. Well, we're eventually gonna get this uh, Hughes DD on DVAX out to you guys too, and I, and I put that's my word. We do have some nice little QZs and AZs. Uh, so to start, when do you revisit a past stock that you get out of? For instance, BMRA. Um, I, ooh, that's funny because I've been looking at BMRA. Um, when I feel that there's a new catalyst or it's oversold. So I wasn't trading today, but OTLK, when OTLK hit like, what was it like 50 or something, 56? Um, that would have been, I, I, didn't, I didn't want to do it because I was mobile and I didn't have good service. But that's a perfect opportunity where we say, okay, wait, <laughs> did, should this really lose um, you know, 50% of its value over being standard? And so that's when I would say, boom, that's oversold, that's when I get back in. 
And although that's like an intraday play, um, same thing happens where if something came out with bad news, something like BMRA, and it went all the way back down to underneath my original average, and nothing's changed besides that, then that would be somewhere where I would get back in. A great example is going to be, a great example of something like that is going to be Neuro. Neuro I like to play a lot because they do a lot of different things. Um, another one's MYO. They do a lot of different things and they have a lot of different catalysts and I know the company really well. So when I feel like there's a catalyst coming up or I know that the catalyst is coming, then I'll get back in. So again, it, it doesn't, I, you know, of course we have tickers that go on the do not trade list, but for the most part, you know, I'll keep recycling tickers maybe once or twice a year if they have enough catalyst. Now, if they don't have catalyst, then I'm not going to, you know, recycle them. But if something, you know, uh, KTOV is a perfect example. By the end of the year, I'll play KTOV again because their CM29 has a new, has um, data due at the end of the year. So that's a, that's a perfect example that I don't limit it unless the stock has really screwed me before. Um, but if they keep having catalyst, then I'll keep playing it. Yeah, I, I think I just keeping a good watch list for it and knowing what's going on for it. And uh, it's, again, just knowing, like, the fundamentals. Uh, like you said, on ONTX, they're a scumbag company to him now. Probably won't be playing that one. Yeah, no. <laughs> Here, here's one that's a little longer. Uh, so I have another question for the podcast. Do you have a percent amount that you keep in cash for dip buying days? I don't have a huge portfolio, so almost all my trades are swings. Therefore, almost all my cash is tied up, or I can't seem to average down on days that the market dips. I know everyone's limits are different, but did you have a suggested amount to keep available for such events, or is that just weighed against opportunity costs? Uh, I mean, I think that one kind of just varies, because, I mean, especially when you're still on a cash account, I mean, there are days where I was done playing by noon, uh, just because, you know, I just didn't have any more cash on hand, and I was just buying like crazy on the market dips and stuff, and that's just something you have to live with, and that it's just a restriction. Yeah, so I used to, so this is, this goes into what we talked about last week, or I guess Sunday, uh, you know, how to adapt to a changing market and when the market slows down, things like that. So when I, when the market's really hot and I want to have as much of my money on the street as possible, then I'll have all of my money on the street except 20%. That 20% is that extra powder in case something comes out with an offering and I need it right then and there. But what I'll do with the 80% of cash is that I'll have it on the street. What I'll do is that I'll act like that's the only money available to me. So if a new ticker comes up, then I weigh the opportunity cost of something else. So if I have, just saying for instance, I have um, 80%, uh, so say say that I have an $80,000 portfolio. I'll keep 20,000 just as fresh powder in case I absolutely need it last resort. But if a new swing comes, and I have 80,000 on the street, then I'll reassess all my positions and decide where the best opportunity cost lies. And I'll take maybe 20,000 from that for a new swing, if that makes sense. And then if, so that's if the market's slow. If the market, I mean, that's if the market's hot. If the market's slow, then I try to keep 30 to 40% in cash with the same criteria. That if I have a $100,000 portfolio, then I want 40,000 in cash, that limits my risk and then I'll have 60,000 on the street. And with that 60,000 on the street, if a new swing comes, then I reevaluate all of my positions and say, okay, where, where can I cut down where maybe I don't feel that I'm getting the best bang for my buck? And then that's where I'll reweigh my portfolio. All right, uh, what is the best site for viewing charts? Uh, I use Trendspider, TD Ameritrade, Thinkorswim. All right, okay. 
Here's a good one. Um, in episode four, you guys speak about setting alerts when trading part time. What do you suggest is the best way to set alerts on stocks you're in or stocks you want to get into, such as percent or bid ask levels? Your help would be greatly appreciated. Thanks. So I'm super anal and I love to know what my stocks are doing at every moment of the day because usually I have a lot of my portfolio in it. So if something goes down 10%, then my entire portfolio is going down 10%, et cetera, et cetera. So I like to know everything about everything. So if, and I don't trust just TD to give me an alert. So I'll send an alert through TD, through Weeble, through TrendSpider, through Robin, like anybody that has an alert system, I'll set an alert to. So that if EVFM goes over 350, boom, I'm getting like five different brokers alerting me. Or if EVFM goes underneath 310, then boom, I'll get five different alerts. So I usually do it by the price point because I set my alerts based on the chart. If it breaks support, I'll get an alert. If it breaks resistance, I'll get an alert. And then, like I said, I don't trust brokers. I don't trust one broker. So I'll have like four or five different alerts set across the board for when it breaks resistance. All right, cool. Um, and last one. Can you go over some essentials for new traders to intermediate traders? Hmm, that's a great question. Yeah, that's a good question. You need to learn charting. All of you, I, to some extent, even if you are a catalyst swing trader, you need to understand charting because if something is creating a new support and you don't, so we have this thing called the stair stepper. Um, the stair stepper chart and that's where a stock you know creates support and then goes the next leg up creates support next leg up well if it creates the next leg up and you're waiting for it to come back down but it creates support well guess what then that would be the time to buy that's the time to average up but if you don't know anything about charting then you would never know about that so to some extent even if you are a catalyst trader you need to know some kind of chart uh, ascending triangles, descending triangles. You need to understand charting. You can't just trust VWAP and stuff like that. I think that that's really important. Okay, sweet. And our last little bit we're going to do, we know this is a short one, but we're in kind of a, a hurry this week. I have a little spelling test for you. Dude, you're going to uh, put me through a wall. I'm, I'm, you're going to put me through a wall. Is that New Jersey slang? <laughs> If you embarrass me, I'll, I'll kill you. These are easy. These are easy. <laughs> you say that, and then you'd be like, asylum them or something. No, no. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Your first one is obnoxious. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I got obnoxious. O-B-N-I-X-O-U-S. <clears throat> no way. Are you serious? O-B-N-O. X I O U S. You said O B N I. Okay. Okay. Good try. Good try. Good try. Uh, that one was, I think, the easiest. No, the second easiest. <laughs> okay. The next one is going to be residual. Residual. Um, if you need a R I S D U A L. Wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna change it. R-I-S-E-D-U-A-L. Let me make sure I'm spelling... Okay, no. It is R-E-S-I-D-U-A-L. Oh, that's fucking bullshit. That's what it said. No, you were using an I the whole time as the first letter. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was using a fucking E. Well, it's good thing it's recorded, so um, I guess we'll find out later. <laughs> the next one 
is amateur. Oh, dude, dude, I ain't no amateur. A M E U T E R. Wait, 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 wait. A M A T E U R. Wait. Yay! Yeah, no, no, you got it, you got it, you got it, you got it. No fucking amateur. Yeah. Okay, this one used to give me trouble all the time. Uh, and my, for some reason, my phone would never even autocorrect to it, even though it's very clearly this is what I was spelling. Rest restaurant. Dude, come on, dude. You know I take the missus to all the restaurants. Okay, yeah. well, it's not like they say fucking restaurant on the front. R-E-S-T-U-A-N-T. It's R-E-S-T-A-U-R-A-N-T. That one's tough, so it's okay. What? Yeah, yeah, restaurant, right? Yeah, that one's tough, that one's tough. Yeah. Um, last one, and <coughs> I would say you've got none right, but you did get one right on your second attempt out of three uh, that you, you tried to respell after you spelled it right. So <laughs> here's, here's the last one. You ready? Yeah. Caterpillar. Is it Caterpillar or Caterpillar? <laughs> I don't know. That's for you to find out. C-A-T-E-R-P-I-L-L-A-R. Yeah! Let's go! Let's go! I ain't no bitch. I ain't no bitch. I ain't wow. Incredible. Yeah. I, dude, I will be honest. That was the only one of these that whenever I spelled it on my phone, typing these to myself, uh, it, it came out wrong. And I it had to correct it for me. So Shout out good. to all my dyslexic homies. We will. This is a dyslexic issue now. <laughs> you we have something to blame for it. We will rule the world. Just are you that. actually dyslexic or are you just including yourself into an actual disabled group? <laughs> I'm not I'm not answering that. People will know no, I'm not answering that on live on live te- on live podcast. Right. <laughs> okay. That's fair if you just say you're like, hey, the dis- we're going to rule the world as dyslexic people. Are you dyslexic? No answer. Okay, guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening uh, to this short little pod. Um, and we will see you guys on Sunday. Bang, bang.